The Charlotte Hornets lose again, this time to the Miami Heat. What are the chances they can still sneak into that eight spot? We talk about all of that today. Plus, Wes Bryant joins us on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. That includes YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson LOH, and the show handle on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Doug not going with a hat today. Long hair, don't care. No front bill facing, no sweet hat that you're wearing for us. Is this going to happen the whole show, Doug? Like, this is weird to see you with just nothing on top of the dome. Well, first of all, I'm upset. I'm upset with the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm upset with how this season is ending. I'm upset with the defensive effort. And uh, so I went scouring through my hat collection. I didn't have time to make anything, but I just scoured through my hat collection to see if I could find something, uh, something that would uh, uh, essentially illustrate how I feel. A big L hat, if you will, without having to go through <laughs> the arts and crafts of creating a hat with a giant <laughs> L on it. So the only hat that I could really find um, uh. to fit that would be the uh, 2017 Charlotte All-Star hat that I managed <laughs> oh, to grab. That's a big L hat. That's great. That is a uh, super L hat. It's oh. a super L for the NC mm. legislature uh, that uh, you know passed a, a bigoted bill that resulted in uh, this All-Star game getting canceled. So, you know, sorry to get political so early, but... <laughs> Um, you know, so that's going to be oh, the hat that no. represents another another blowout uh, to a competitive, you know, Eastern Conference team. Another representation of how this Hornets defense just simply isn't ready to compete on a playoffs level. And look, I mean, after this, you know, the Hornets are now uh, the tenth seed. If that's it, it's not even a seed. Like if if this were a pre-play-in, the Hornets are just out of the playoffs. They're that's just right. a lottery team, a bat, and now they're probably going to have to host Brooklyn. I'm getting into the big stuff before we even really dive into this. Uh, you know the small uh, reasons they lost this game, but you know that's just how I feel. I'm I mean that right first off, like I know we got to move past it, but that is just such a great L hat with every essence of what it is supposed to be. That brings so much shame to the city. It brings so much shame to you wearing it. How many times have you worn that hat, Doug? I'm surprised we even kept it after all that took place surrounding 2017. Well, I well, yeah. I mean, I just I sort of snagged it as a novelty because the, the I snagged it <laughs> before before it was actually canceled, but it felt like the momentum was going in that direction. I managed to get into the fan shop and just snag one for the sort of Nike backwards check novelty. Uh of it all um that is a shame hat that is more than an l like honestly it does big l a disservice to call it that like the r.i.p it is the shame hat i that is hilarious that you have i don't know why i find it so funny like i it's it's hilarious that that thing even exists in this world and that doug branson has one but you're right it fits the very essence of copying and pasting your loss to Philadelphia and just applying that entire thing to Miami. You lose one. Uh, I just want to get this right. So you lose 144 to 114 against Philadelphia, and then you lose 144 to 115 against sure. Miami. Command C, <laughs> yes. command C, and then command V. And, and uh, done. 
we're all done. That's how we played and this I, game. Uh, without looking, I think it was 21 three-pointers allowed, made allowed uh, against Philly and 23 against the Miami Heat. And honestly, that's that's the sort of that's the macro story of this game. So this game is interesting because there's a macro reason why they lost and then a micro reason why they lost. So macro is that you allow 23 three-pointers uh, out of 42. So 55% from three for Miami. Six of 10 by Hero. Seven of 11 by Duncan Robinson off the bench. And I went back and watched every single one of these three-pointers made because after the game, James Borrego said, without looking, to, in fairness to him, without looking, he said, you know, I, I felt like, I, I don't know what the exact quote was, but he was essentially insinuating that he felt like most of them or some of them were contested. I would say a few of them were legitimately contested because I don't count contested as Terry Rozier flying when he has really no shot at contesting or making Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero think. You know, I don't count that as contested. I count contested as someone legitimately makes a shooter think about a three or run them off the three-point line. Uh, That just didn't happen a lot in this game, and it was because of uh, bad rotations, gambling on defense. That happened to LaMelo Ball, uh, famously in the first quarter when uh, Max Struess put him on his caboose. Struess put him on his caboose with a little ball fake, a little shoulder fake. Um, and but it wasn't it wasn't just Lamelo. It was Ky- I mean, oh my God, dude, Kelly Oubre. We gotta talk about Kelly Oubre. I you mean, want the defense. To? Yeah, the defense was atrocious. The offense somehow Walker was even more atrocious. The shot decision making, the the three pointers that he took early in the game. Talk about contested threes. They were heavily contested threes that missed badly. Then he started driving and it got a little better. He made a couple of buckets at the cup. But then late in the game, in this what the micro reason they lost this early fourth quarter period, when they were only down five going into the fourth quarter, Walker, he would not pass the ball. Yeah. He kept driving open guys in the corner. Jalen McDaniels open in the corner. Miles Bridges open for a little toss back that would have probably resulted in a three because Miles was great in this game. Kelly Oubre wouldn't pass. It was one of the most selfish performances from a defense and offensive perspective that I've seen like since maybe PJ Hairston. <laughs> you, you, That's so a name. I also have a yeah. hat. I also have a hat that's signed I mean, by PJ Hairston. Amazing. I could have worn that. Yeah. I mean, what, what an amazing, just bringing up all of the shame from this organization, <sighs> 2017, no all-star game and PJ Hairston. Look, this has always been the problem. I, I don't want to be this guy that just constantly goes in on Kelly when it's not his fault that they lost last night. It didn't help, but it's not all his fault. There were a lot of problems with this team. James Brago cutting Montrez Harrell from the rotation. Even if Montrez, interesting, yeah, very interesting. And all he said last night on it, by the way, this comes from Skylar Callahan of Sports Illustrated, who tweeted this out. Uh, he said, Brego on not playing Harold, quote, it's just a rotation we went to tonight. We'll adjust. We have a few days to figure that out. So basically giving us a whole lot of nothing as to why he decided to do that. Didn't go with, hey, we decided Mason Plumley might be better at defense in this go around. I don't know. And he but, was a plus nine. Look, pl- yeah. so, so what I think, I'm glad you read that because what I think on this, I don't think that Harold, I could be wrong about this, but I don't think Montrez is out of the rotation. I yeah. think... You know, if you look at the lineups that that Miami went with, they went pretty small. So he was probably making an estimation, hey, I'm going to play P.J. more here. I'm going to play Mace 20 minutes, and then I'm going to go with, like, P.J. 
and uh, and get a lot of Cody in there. But and Jalen, I mean, he loves Jalen right now. He said it after the game. He's going to stick with Jalen. But I think you'll see Jalen. I hope you see Jalen and Montrez because I, I, I honestly, I'm going to say it. Big big take here. I don't think Kelly. I think Kelly Oubre should fall out of the rotation. It's not. Honestly, it's not. It's, it's getting ridiculous. It's not a flaming take. Like I don't need to run. You know, like I might need to run it through the hot take machine. Don't bring it out. We're good. We're good. But you're right. Like it, it's funny. No, he how should, I get you're right. No, uh, no, no. Actually, yeah, I am. No, no, I am don't, bring no, it out. I nope, mean, I'm going to bring it out. No, no, no. I didn't mean. I'm sorry. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you got, All right. you got it. Quiet. Be careful. God, be careful. It's it, I hate this. Ow. Always where it stop. It's man. Come on. All right, here we go. Okay. Um Kelly Oubre uh, should be out of the rotation entirely and should probably not play again and, until ever for another team. Okay. That was that was not a hot take read, but you had to read the print anyway from the hot take machine. Yes. Kelly Oubre, it's it's been a problem defensively not moving the ball. And that was the problem at the beginning of the season. I thought was going to come with him being on this roster, just not being a ball mover, but he was in fuego. Talk about being fire. Like Kelly was hitting shots left and right. And it was fine. It was working out. He was an offense almost unto himself with just being able to hit 10 in some of these games, nine in some of these games. Um, But you're right. It's fallen off quickly. Gordon Hayward did not play in this game. I mean, just a disaster right now. Like, brutal sore sore ankle sore ankle out doesn't play not available obviously wasn't ready I mean they're right I mean it just seems like he wasn't ready to come back and you know they put him in the bench it doesn't make any sense now he's hurt again again I'd love to talk more about that with Wes coming up I just want to talk I I do want to address because everybody saw it this, this period at the beginning of the fourth quarter so they're down five important to note that halfway through the third quarter, uh, they're up three. Hornets are up three. Uh, with a couple of minutes to go in the fourth quarter, it's it's essentially tied, or or you know Miami's leading by a few points, and then they go on a mini run. They're up five at the end of the third quarter. This game is within reach. It doesn't matter how many three pointers that uh, Hero had hit or Duncan had hit. Like they were they were down five. That's mm-hmm. that's not insurmountable. Yeah. That that fourth quarter lineup that came out it was it. It was Plumlee. It was Rozier. It was McDaniel's, and I'm missing uh, one more. I think it was another bench player because I think it was this classic like the, what he's been going with a lot, like Terry and the and the bench unit. Okay, probably Kelly. So Kelly started the fourth. So I've already addressed the issues with Kelly Oubre, and those happened at the early fourth. But the other issue was that the Miami defense decided, oh, they're going to play Isaiah Thomas in these important minutes. We're going to put some starters out here and pick on him. They picked on him on defense. Mm-hmm. Isaiah picked up a couple of fouls trying to defend these threes because these guys, you know, uh, Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, they're like, oh, this is easy pickings. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna not, I'm gonna knock down um, these these three pointers or drive on this guy, uh, and so. You know, that's that's the difficult sort of thing that they have to balance with Isaiah Thomas is that he get, he can give you a boost on offense. He's helping you in the locker room. But when it comes down to like the brass, ta- is it brass tax or brass taxes? Oh, uh, we've done this uh, before. We, we that That's an old that's an old forget. bump, man. Yeah, I always forget. Too. I know. I always forget. Uh, we'll go with tax this time. The brass okay. tax of it all mm-hmm. is that teams understand matchups and they understand the limitations of certain players. And when it when it really comes down to it, when they want to win a game, when a great team wants to win a game, they're going to pick on that, and they picked on it. 
Yeah, they did. All right, let's get to Wes Bryan in just a moment, but let's talk about Shady Rays. Welcome Shady Rays to the Locked On Podcast Network. It's an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try. And if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America. When you shop with shady rays exclusively for our listeners, head to shadyrays.com and use code locked on to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code locked on for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of shady rays, sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified star reviews. We welcome Wes Bryant coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. So wait a minute. Do we value players that forget plays all of a sudden? I thought we were, <laughs> we loved LeBron James because he remembered he could cite to you every single play from every game he's ever played in. Now, all of a sudden, we like players who have no idea what happened on the previous play. I don't think you want him to play scared, right? It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. We now welcome Wes Bryant to the program. You can follow him on Twitter at Wes Got Range. He is live on the scene. He is in his on the, car. On the road. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not driving. We promise you that. He is doing this from the parking lot. It is dedication because as yeah. Wes said before we started recording, we're down to the nitty gritty and we need to get this in as soon as possible. We need to get it in as the season comes to an end. I appreciate the dedication, Wes. How are you doing? No doubt, man. I'm good. See, the thing is, I know you got you enjoy this type of stuff. You like my antics and seeing, <laughs> seeing what my life is like. So I said, these guys, they enjoy this type of stuff. <laughs> it's it's so weird. Like, yes, the fact that you are coming off of an eye appointment for some yeah. reason, me and Doug, like, it's just, all right, how do we work that in? And so what we've done is in the third segment for straight fire or fizzle, we're going to include eyeglass wear and the rec specs from the NBA. Yeah. And you can tell us what's fire fizzle because that, and we just had a shady rays read, man. Like what a great day for that to debut. It's amazing how all of this can come together. Um, it did not come together for the Hornets last night. They lost yeah. again. They allowed a million points to the Miami heat, just like they allowed a million points to the Philadelphia 76ers 114 and 115. The score isn't bad, but you still lose by 30. Uh, that's amazing. You still lose by 30 when you score that much because defensively they just didn't contest enough three pointers either way, Philadelphia, Miami, they were both hitting those three pointers, man. It's got to come down to the defense, right? West for them to write this ship. I mean, tremendous. I mean, you could almost look at the three point discrepancies, discrepancies and say that those almost were solely the reason that they lost when you look at the amount of points, but just the percentages. I mean, like you said, the Hornets haven't been shooting the ball that bad. Now they went cold last night at the worst possible time, but you give up 60% from the field to the sixes, over 50% from three. And then last night, almost 55%, I believe, uh, from the field to the heat and about the same from three. I mean, what? I mean, it's just like, I mean, shoot it. it it's time to play some 90s basketball. Foul somebody, start a fight or something. Slow the game something. down or something, man. But, <laughs> I mean, it's insane. And, I mean, the fact that, like I said, it's just 
the game is just so different now where you go into the fourth quarter down five, you know, feeling good about it, that this is going to be a competitive game down the stretch, and you end up losing by 29, and you look up and you're like, what happened? Yeah, this is this reminds me a little of what was happening last season defensively where James Borrego was just trying to clog the paint so much and they were allowing franchise record three points made, three-pointers made in a game that would happen constantly. It's not like that was a franchise record for these franchises, but Philly hits 21, Miami hits 23 last night, and they're just not out there contesting enough shots and you get beat by close to 30. Another disaster quarter. You know, we've seen this before. The consistency for the Hornets started to figure that out a little bit. And fourth quarter, they get outscored 42 to 18. And the, the, I think the Heat were up five with 11 minutes to go. And that's when it yeah. all went to hell. Like yeah, after that. Yeah, give up over 70-plus bench points. Now, granted, Tyler Hero had 35 of those, but still, I mean, that's they, they don't that's count. Uh, but I, look, you can't convince me that Tyler Hero is a bench player. I'm sorry. That guy... Well, that's uh, you true. know, that's true. technically, yes, but those are starter points. Well, what about Duncan Robinson though? Like it doesn't those matter. Are bench you, points. <laughs> yeah. Those what are a, total bench wrench points. And what about Kayla Martin going three for three from behind the line in the 26 Should've kept minutes? Both of them. Should have yeah. kept the twins to get the wonder twins. You separate the wonder twins. This is what happens. Yeah. This is them <laughs> getting, they, they get stronger when they are around one another. And look, even some of the starters got off. Bam out bio had a great game got fouled a lot, hit eight of his nine free throws, played really good defense. So really the question is, Wes, like I kind of look at this as they have to win out now to have a shot at the eight seed, like just trying to be realistic. You know, yeah, I, there are there are pathways for them to get there if they only lose one more. I get all of that. But realistically, I feel like they have to take care of the rest of the games and the one they would technically steal is against Chicago, who is going to be the favorite. The other games, they should be the favorite, right? I think we have three more. Yeah. We have the game against Orlando tomorrow. Orlando, night, Chicago and, and Washington. The Wizards. Yep. So so you got to win out to have a shot at the eight seed. Do you think they can do it? Do I think they can? For sure. Um, do I think they will? I think yeah. they, I'm, I'm going to remain to have faith in this team. I saw what they did last month. I saw what they did against the Knicks. So I got to think this team feels the intensity of what needs to be done. I mean, these two losses, granted, they were horrible, but they were against two of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. And these are two teams that many people feel are NBA Finals contenders in the Eastern Conference. So, I mean, granted, yeah, the scores were bad, but those were two of the best teams. So you got to think we're coming up against teams that we should be able to take care of business. This is a team just not saying how serious do they take it, but just how much intensity and sense of urgency. You know, Coach Borrego has talked about that all season with this team. Will they continue to have that? Will they come out and just understand, you know, hey, we just have to keep going? Will they rest on their laws? Because if I'm not mistaken, they are locked into that 10 seed, right? There's no way they yeah. can lose that. Right. So it's like, but you don't want to see that because you'd be very disappointed to see if, if they don't come out and at least handle their business you got to at least come out of here with two out of three at a minimum to feel at least somewhat comfortable going into the play in, but I'm going to keep faith in buzz city. So I'm going to go. Yeah. I think they, I think they do. Uh, well, if, if they do, uh, you know, have any chance of getting out of this play in, they've got to make some, uh, tough decisions around their rotation right now. Montres Harold didn't play 
uh, last night DNP coach's decision. Uh, Jalen McDaniels did play a lot more than he did in the previous game against Philly. And then you factor in this Gordon Hayward situation. So Gordon misses 22 games due to a twisted ankle. He was uh, declared out late last uh, night, right before the game, for left foot soreness. Uh, and it just seems like that's going to get interesting with how do you put Gordon Hayward back into this rotation? He's, you know, he, he came in in the Philly game. He was off the bench. Uh, will he, you know, get to that starter position again? Just kind of break down for us your your view on the challenge ahead for Coach Borrego as he decides on what rotation he's going to go with, both in the play-in and then, you know, in the in the chance they make the playoffs, he's got to figure that rotation out as well. Yeah, we've always talked about just how deep this team is, how talented, how many bucket getters they have, so to speak. And so, again, as we talked about how well they played in March, the chemistry was great when you looked at the assist numbers, you looked at the points per game, you looked at the offensive efficiency and all those things, and even defensively, especially in clutch time situations, they had their moments. They weren't great, but they had their moments. So you do say to yourself, okay, you know, when the chips are stacked against us and we have to win these games, when you're talking playing, Doug, it's like I have to go with the seven, eight guys that I feel like that I can trust the most this season. So I feel like that's probably what he's going to have to do. But then again, as you said, this is why we don't get paid what JB gets paid because, like, you're paying Gordon Hayward, you know, that type of salary, salary to where he's a guy that you have to give minutes too so it's like do I bring him in is it gonna throw off the chemistry you know Montrez sometimes you just have to say okay does he fit into this matchup does he fit in defensively with what we're trying to do if he doesn't he may have to sit but I think at this point when you're trying to advance and get a spot in the postseason you will have to tighten it up a bit to the guys that you can trust the most the guys that are playing at their best right now um so yes there are some tough decisions are that are going to be made. Were you asking me to say like who I think those guys should be? I mean, yeah. It's, uh, if you if, if you have a strong opinion, I mean, <laughs> do you think Gordon Hayward should be starting right now? You would next game if Gordon Hayward's available to play, should he start or should he come off the bench? Uh, yeah, I think he should be a reserve. I do think that. I don't. I don't think that he should go into this uh, starting lineup right now, especially like I said, if he's sitting with some nagging. Uh, injury issues and things like that. Now, I'm not in practice. I don't see how uh, great he looks, I and mean, we know what he means to this team. So, I mean, if he's in practice and he's looking great and he's in the five-on-fives and in practice just balling out, then, you know, by all means. But as far as just what I've seen, as I said, the chemistry they displayed last month, the way they've been playing, I would say right now let's work a man off the, uh, off the bench. All right, Wes is coming to us live from his car after an eye appointment. Let's get him out of this and get to the next segment as quick as possible. Give him some fire or fizzle via the Rex specs. This is the time of year. I've pretty much given up on my New Year's resolution. I imagine I'm not alone, but you can stick with it, especially if it comes to eating right. When you go to Built Bar, order a box of Built Bars that have great flavors, whether it be limited time or the OGs. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're low calorie. They're high protein. They're low sugar. They're high fiber. You can replace your candy bars with these. So you're eating something healthy instead of a dessert that isn't going to be good for you. Go to built.com, use promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com straight fire or fizzle coming up next locked on Hornets podcast. 
This is Locked On Hornets. You know, you give them the pink to let them know you have the a little bit of a softer side, but you give them the black to let them know it's still real out here. Don't <laughs> I just got to let you know it's still real. <laughs> it's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Wes Bryant now going black screen for us. We do not have him anymore. He is so on So you know site. it's still real. Yeah, he is. And is. Boom, there he is. Just make a grand entrance. He's coming down the stairs for the party, and everybody <laughs> said everybody's excited for Wes. Um, before we get into the fire or fizzle, we all did do a bracket challenge together. I had I, I had a bad Iowa loss early because I had them in the final four had a decent first weekend outside of that. And then Arizona loses Gonzaga loses. I was going shock. I get destroyed. Didn't have a shot at this thing. Wes, how did you do? And uh, at, at the end, was it a person who picked Kansas to win the championship that won it all? Like, what can you tell us about the bracket challenge? No, no. Uh, I was like middle of the pack. I dropped, I plummeted. I was near the bottom early on. I tried to get too cute, man. I was looking at, at teams' schedules and who they beat and how hot they were. And I was thinking that some of these teams I didn't know a thing about were going to rise up and beat some of these teams. <laughs> and I just picked too many upsets. Ended up finishing middle of the pack. But uh, my guy, uh, Dwayne Jones, ended up winning the bracket challenge. He had Arizona winning um, the challenge. So, I mean, it tells you, you know, where we were all at. But nobody in our bracket pool had uh, Kansas and nobody had North Carolina. Me personally, I had North Carolina losing to Marquette in round one. So, wow. yeah. So you know, I just I picked a I picked a terrible year to decide not to be a homer. Yeah. If I adjust, <laughs> right. Every year I pick UNC to go way beyond, unless they're a one seed, and then I I definitely put them in the final. But I usually pick them to go way beyond projections. I the one year I decided not to be a homer. Yeah, yeah, they did. Hurt me too. I, I actually had them beating Baylor. I had them pulling off the upset and going to the Sweet 16, but I didn't think they would get past UCLA. And eventually, they get to the championship game. They almost get it done, but they don't. And uh, so, shout out to who was it that won our bracket challenge? Who'd you say won? Uh, Dwayne Jones, my man, Dwayne. Um, shout okay. out. Dwayne. Shout out Dwayne. All right, let's get to fire fizzle. I asked All right, him let's go. if he could come up with a couple of pictures since you were at an eye appointment of guys that were either wearing goggles in game or had any kind of eyeglass wear outside of playing on the court. He said, I'll see what I can come up with. I might have a couple of things in mind and then immediately text me afterwards said, okay, I actually have a lot. So let's try to fire yeah. through these real quickly. Yeah. All right, let's go. <laughs> Doug, how many pictures do you have and who do you want to start with? All right, let's go with, I think, one of the most famous goggle wearers of all time, Kareem the Dream, Abdul-Jabbar. What do you think, Kareem, fire or fizzle? Straight fire! Yeah. Because Boom. Originator. All right. He oh is the person that when anybody wears goggles in a sport, that is who they call him. My son, I actually purchased him a pair of Rex Specs to play in. And my mom calls him Kareem. And uh, <laughs> that's pretty much the nickname you get when you wear goggles. So he is the originator. So for that alone, for Cap rocking the goggles, he is the originator of my opinion because he's the guy, like I said, that all people who wear them now, people automatically, that's the first name that comes to mind. People are going to call okay. you Kareem. Okay, Wes, if, if this is fire... Then what is this? <laughs> oh, they, the swag. Oh. 
<laughs> like if that's fire, that's like nuclear. That is seductive. Nuclear. For, for people that are not watching YouTube, it is now a picture of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar looking at me in a very Thank seductive you. way, laying on his side on the court, holding a basketball. So, yes, we have gone to the bedroom with this pick, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It is also straight fire. All right, I'll, uh, sure. what else do you have for us, Doug? All right, next up, another famous goggle wear, Jorge's Grand, this time in a Bulls uniform. Now, I did try to pick ones that were a little bit unique. Um, uh, now, Wes, these remind me of the 3D goggles that you get when you go to a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you think? Fire or fizzle? I'm going to go straight. Fire the 90s. Oh, <laughs> oh, <upset>. The 90s <laughs> nostalgia. Horace Grant rocking the joints. I liked him because he had the... The thing about Horace was he was fly with it because he would wear the colored rims when he went to Orlando, mm -hmm. he had the blues. Uh, yep. I think with Chicago, he rocked. Uh, I think he rocked the black. I think he rocked a white. There was some red. I saw some pictures of these are white, but I saw some pictures of the reds as well. That's what I'm saying. So he was he was jiggy with it. So yeah, you got to go with that fire. Okay. All right, I'm gonna go off the court and to the last dance. The owner of the Charlotte Hornets. Here we go. Michael and Jordan. <laughs> Listening tiny... to Kenny Lattimore. That's what Michael is doing on the bus. Yeah. He's got the headphones open to brag about how he's tiny, got a Kenny Lattimore album that's not even out yet. Baby sunglasses that he has on. Very tiny. Listen, Mike, you know what I mean? <laughs> Here it comes. Here it comes. Listen, Mike, you know, he... Mike is a trash talker. You know, I know if he saw me wearing something that he didn't think was hot, he would probably say something to me. So, look, Mike, I love you. I bought so many sneakers. I just recently got a pair of Jordan 12 playoffs. But for these shades, straight is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's a dangerous game you're playing, Wes. Does it, hurt, game you're playing. does it hurt that he's listening to Kenny Lattimore? Does that have anything to do with it? Or is it just the straight look? I mean, listen, whatever gets Mike going to go out there and drop 35 plus. That's I mean, fine. Okay. But uh, if, if Mike did get upset with me, I would just open my closet and just show him uh, the plethora of Jordan's purchase, uh, the merch purchase, uh, especially in the Hornets uh, shop. And uh, Jumpman gear, and uh, I would show him the receipt uh, for my Hyper Royal Jordan ones and the Playoff Twelves I just got. Okay. So, so he can't be too mad at me. All right, you got a lot of fire stuff. What's the next one, Doug? What's the next picture? All right, let's go. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go back on the court. Not many Hornets uh, have rocked uh, the specs on the court, but uh, one very famous Hornet was an early Hornet. That, of course is Kurt Rambis with the like <laughs> oh, legit. No. <laughs> these were legit eyeglasses. These were not goggles. I mean, Kurt was rocking the like Eckerd's drug prescription. Uh, <laughs> Eckerd's joints. Yo, RIP to Eckerd's. Listen, straight fire the 90s. I'm speechless. Of the originators to wear when you rock goggles today, the old heads are going to mention him. He he might be the second most mentioned behind <laughs> Kareem if you rocking the goggles. People are gonna say, Oh, you Kurt Rambis out here, huh? You know what I'm saying? Plus, Kurt Rambis was a tough guy. 
we know uh, driving down the court, getting clothesline, you know, they, they don't do much of that anymore. So, uh, hey, man, I got to I gotta give Kurt, man. All right, where are you good? We're giving love to the OGs today. What a massive, that is a St. Peter's-style upset. I did not expect that from Wes, the guy who does man. give the verdict on fire or fizzle. And Rambus was rocking uh, the, the little bit of the long hair, a little right. bit of, I don't know if it was a mullet per se, but it was definitely professor in the front, party in the back. Yeah, so. he's yeah. partying back there. All right, what else you got, Okay, uh, Next one, I know I know uh, already that, Walker, you're going to love these. Let's go mm -hmm. to Amari Stoudemire. That, I mean, come the on, new Wes. style of the goggles. Talk to him. Talk to him, Wes. Listen, so Amari Stoudemire, straight fire but he doesn't get the you know all the jubilation but they are fire okay that was nasty in his day before the you know before the knee went out on the micro fracture and i did like the new style glasses man those were fly they were so fly. for me i think those are just like if you're to look at the style of them i think those are the sickest ones that we have seen. I actually like those. I think those look cool kind of on their own. I was worried. Like, I thought you were about they're to say lit. that those they're are fizzle. The, the nostalgia pushed the first two guys over. Right. Rambus and Kareem. You know what I'm saying? But uh, stat, stat was nice. So, and I okay. did like I did like that. Okay. Okay. Last two more, one. Doug. Two more. Oh, two, two more. All two, right. Yeah. Two more quick ones. Two more quick ones. So, uh, this was from this year. It's from a Lakers game uh, where Dwight Howard accidentally uh, broke Wendell Carter's uh, goggles, and then LeBron decided to pick up part of the goggles and wear them. Uh, so what do you think? What do you think about this very simple style uh, of goggle, uh, just really the plastic piece on his Broken eyes? Broken style of goggle. Is Broken is. style, for sure. But sometimes when you break things, uh, you find something even more beautiful. What do you think? Fire fizzle. Great. That is, that is some heart. Yes. That is some hatred for LeBron running the Lakers, asking for Russell Westbrook instead of getting yeah. a buddy healed and, and putting an end to that trade. And then to have these broken goggles on just puts an end yeah. to whatever fire LeBron right. could have brought one more. These are my favorites. So I say my favorite for last, uh, yeah. the one, the only, the traveling salesman, Bo Outlaw played for a lot of teams. Oh, yeah. Bo here rocking a sort of a modified Amari because they've got a little bit of the like coloration glare to them. Uh, very 90s. This is a very 90s style to me. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, Bo those Outlaw, jerseys are fire. fire. I know that. This one. Yeah, I was going to say too that that's definitely a lot like the one Stat had. I'm going to go straight fire for the mm -hmm. 90s nostalgia again. Bo Outlaw, you know what I'm saying? but it added to the optics of of it and like you said with the little tent on them so yeah man we're gonna go with that protect the eyes out there you heard the man straight fire west looks fire this is after the eye appointment we decided to bring it in he's straight on the scene in his car let's get him out and into the comfort of his own home or at least yeah. at the spectrum center just get out the car west we appreciate the determination follow this dude on twitter at westcott range and thanks for hopping on with us on the lockdown hornets podcast west we appreciate the time man thanks again no doubt fellas hopefully next week's podcast will be uh excited and, and getting ready for some play-in basketball all right we <laughs>
coming down to it. We'll see how it all plays out. The final right, three man. games of the regular season. Thanks again to Wes Bryan joining us all on right, the Locked on Hornets podcast. Thanks to you guys for follow us, uh, following us on Twitter, Walker Mail, Doug Branson, LOH, Locked on Hornets. Check us out on YouTube as well and making us your first listen. Your next listen, check out the Locked on Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Again, make sure you check out the Locked on Now and Locked On NBA, uh, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your pods. Thanks again for hopping on with us. We'll be back with you tomorrow.